Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, then knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hey there, welcome to episode 59. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you had a very peaceful week and you are feeling good wherever you are right now. And I don't mean good as in like totally happy with everything. I mean, you got yourself here to listen to something inspirational and nourishing no matter what is going on in your life. And that is a really good thing. I'm happy to say that we added a new member to our family over the weekend. It was my birthday on Sunday and we picked up our new puppy named Rio. I've never had a dog in my life. I've always had cats. So this is a first for me and of course I'm loving it. I'm totally in love with him. On my birthday morning, I woke up and I just started crying because I feel so blessed. I feel so blessed to do this work, to be able to connect with you here and on Instagram and all of the relationships I've made and all of the people that have DM'd me and just connecting. I I never imagined that my life could be so full of love. And just to hear all of you, you know, sending in questions and being so vulnerable and trusting me with your questions. The reason why I love thinking about my higher self is because I know that no matter what I'm working on internally, just the fact that I am working on it is a testament to the awareness that I am so much more than my learned hierarchical beliefs. I'm so much more than my trauma. I'm so much more than the conditioning that I'm trying to let go of. So we never should take it for granted that even the willingness means you love yourself more than you realize. 
A lot of people, unfortunately, when they are faced with a challenge in their life, fail to look within and put all the responsibility and their entire experience of reality solely on what happens, not how they respond to what happens. Love is a state of awareness that is always within our reach, even when it seems so far away. Whenever we are in a situation that seems loveless, it is a call for love. And we answer that call. That is our higher selves, the consciousness of love being expressed through us. It's also just been so beautiful to read the conversations on the Higher Self Community Discord. People have been going on there asking the community for advice, and so many of you have been there for them, showing love and support, writing them, writing your perspective, and I know it is appreciated. And thank you to the people who have written on there asking for help, asking for support. And that takes so much courage. It all just warms my heart so much. So yes, I had a beautiful, beautiful birthday. I am so grateful for you and for this podcast. By the way, as I'm recording this, Instagram is completely shut down and has been for the past hour. Hello, Mercury Retrograde. Wow. TBH, it feels pretty freeing, I have to say. You know, like, I don't have to post on Instagram today. I don't have to think about what to post. It's like this gift of a day off that I didn't really expect. And it just shows you how much we mindlessly, like, just do social media. And when we're forced this break, it reminds you, like, there's more to life than that. There's more ways to connect than that. It's helpful, but sometimes we just pick up our phones and start scrolling really unconsciously. And when we are forced to take these breaks, like where we actually just can't even do that, it makes you think about it as a choice. You know, it makes you realize that actually you could take 24 hours away from that. And what would that look like? And what would it look like to take a week off? You know, what would it look like to have that kind of freedom, you know, not to feel that kind of pressure. So yeah, the universe works in a lot of like surprising ways sometimes. And it's just kind of cool to think about how globally this is affecting people, like how many humans in the world are affected by the same thing at the same time. I don't know. I think it's just fascinating how connected we are, how similar we are, how we need so much of the same healing is beautiful. All right, that's enough of my sappy talk. Let's get to the questions. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I hope it's okay that I'm writing my question. I struggle with a person close to me who I've been in and out of a relationship with in our different attachment styles. They are more avoidant while I am more anxious. Although I love them, the process of being connected to this person hasn't been easy. At times, it seems like the ways we process things are so at odds. It can and has been painful and unsettling at moments. In other ways, I've learned a lot through the process of coming to terms with the fact that this person isn't trying to hurt me, but has maladaptive forms of communication that can arise like I do. 
And through learning how to accept someone in the intricacies and nuances of who they are, I've had to directly deal with many of my more challenging or shadow sides. For example, codependency. Learning how to meet my own needs and advocate for myself in deeper ways. Learning how to not take things personally. Learning how to self-regulate better and bring down my anxiety, panic, and projections and learning how to not resort to reactive tactics of getting my needs met because in this relationship, they don't work. I've had to confront a lot of unintentional patterns of control, trying to control outcomes, situations, or people inadvertently out of my anxiety and fear about the unknown. I feel through this challenging process, I've had a mirror held up to me that has asked me to confront and be real about my own dysfunction and take responsibility for the energy I bring to the table. I believe this person and I could continue to learn together and I love them deeply. I accept that. Although painful at times, I'm connected to this person due to lessons I need to learn and things I need to confront within. That said, I often wonder if doing this shadow work through struggle and these differences with another person is right. I wonder if I'm meant to be with someone different who knows how to more naturally regulate and be attuned to my needs and nervous system and whose love languages and attachment styles might support me in regulating mine. Right now, I feel like I'm learning how to be more independent in relationship and that lesson is so valuable, but I wonder if it's sustainable or how love is supposed to be long-term and I'm having trouble understanding this for myself. I'm not sure I've ever truly had that type of deep, genuinely healing and regulating relationship and I don't know if it is fully real or a fictional projected image. Thank you for reading and many thanks to all the beautiful work that you do. It is a healing experience to watch you live your life so fully. Hi, sweetheart. I have to say you have such an amazing sense of awareness around your needs and your relationship. It is really beautiful to hear how much you see this relationship as teaching you and that is wonderful. You've had so many insights, so many lessons, and it seems like you've gone through a lot of growth. And I just want to say you should be really proud of yourself for that. And like I've talked about before in this podcast, we do end up falling in love with people who are different precisely because it helps us further understand ourselves. That being said, I think it's also important that you feel happy and fulfilled in the relationship too. If it only feels like hard work without the joy part, then maybe it is a compatibility issue. It's true this path has a lot to do with understanding what is challenging for us, but what I think often gets a bit underestimated is how much we need to cultivate our own pleasure and joy. Shadow work can't happen without the light. They both empower each other. It's a balance. So it might be helpful to explore the possibilities of this relationship by finding new ways to bring pleasure and celebration into it. Prioritizing romance, doing something new together, like taking a class, giving love notes, trying new stuff in the bedroom. My point is that yes, relationships take work, but not just shadow work. They also take commitment to showing each other appreciation and having fun together. Maybe you feel a bit bogged down in your differences because you have been focusing on them so much. 
So before you make any conclusive decisions about whether you need someone different, I would really try to build on the ways that you two are alike and compatible as well. There were things that brought you two together besides your differences. No matter who you are with, there will always be something that doesn't align. There will always be triggers. There will always be things that need to be healed. Even if you found someone with exactly the same issues as you, that could also be challenging because it would be like a mirror to your stuff as well, but an identical mirror. And then maybe you might feel like you can't meet the needs of somebody exactly the same way that you want your needs met or something like that. You don't know. Whatever issues the two of you are bringing to the table, whatever attachment styles or triggers or trauma, if you can't enjoy each other though, if you're not feeling inspired to make each other feel special and to have fun together, if the pleasure isn't as much a priority as understanding the pain, it's really difficult to keep the relationship sustainable. Yes, relationships go up and down. Yes, you can go through periods where stuff is harder, where you're doing some deep work, where it feels like more of a struggle, but you do deserve joy, period, both in your personal journey and in your relationships. If you feel you can prioritize your joy in this relationship, then I think it's worth it to keep working on it. If that's not possible, it might be time to move on. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, Bunny. Um, first off, thank you so much for listening to my message. Um, I had trouble for the longest time deciding to upload this. I feel like my ego was telling me that this message would just be lost in a sea of other messages so there wouldn't be much of a point in me uploading but I decided to go against that and just do it anyways so um I wanted to do a trigger warning I guess for um binge eating disorder I have struggled with eating a lot in the past and currently I've struggled with my body weights, weight image, stuff like that. Even when I was a kid, there'd be instances where like my dad would grab my stomach and say, this is why no boy will ever love you because, you know, I'm overweight. And in our society, it doesn't really look that great, especially on women. But I had been trying to figure out how to change that aspect, that way of thinking in myself, try to figure out how to 
think more on the health aspects more than anything else. But I still struggle with my body image. I look in the mirror and it's just, I don't see anything that looks attractive about my body because it's pretty overweight. It's, it's not that great. It's, I know it's unhealthy to be this weight, but I try to focus on the health aspects. But the look of my body always comes first. And I've tried so hard to figure out how to get rid of that thought because I know that isn't true. The most important part is my health. What will happen is I will stop eating a while and try to lose weight, try really, really hard to lose weight. And that stress causes me to eventually start binging on food just because I'm so stressed and upset about how big I am, how nothing I seem to be doing helps. A few years ago, I was actually able to lose a majority of the weight, but because of stress-related school stuff, I ended up gaining all of it back and then some. And since then, I've been able to shake the weight again. And it's been really, really hard on my self-esteem and making me feel very ugly and just really fat. And I'm trying really, really hard, but I can't seem to figure out how to shake the thought of just being ugly and fat and just try to see it more as just try to focus on eating healthy, try to focus on eating a healthy amount of food, healthy types of food. So I'm just reaching out because I wanted to ask for your opinion. Any help would be very much appreciated. I love you so, so much. Your channel has helped me grow in many ways. And often I actually end up hearing your voice when I try to connect with my higher self. So thank you. Thank you so much. I love you. Have a good day. Hi, sweetheart. I want to say this to you and to everyone listening. Fat is beautiful. I'm going to say that again. Fat is beautiful. Fat is beautiful. Skinny is beautiful. Every body is beautiful. Fat doesn't equal unhealthy. Skinny doesn't equal healthy. So let's first take a moment and talk about this idea of health. What does it mean to be healthy? Is it healthy to shame yourself into eating less? Is it healthy to be fat phobic? Is it healthy to put yourself down? Your higher self defines health as accepting yourself just how you are. Healthy is acknowledging that you are enough. And from that place of self-love, you make choices that reflect your worth. When you accept yourself just how you are, you're less stressed. You don't put yourself down. Your spirit and your body are in tune. The reason why diet culture is so fundamentally flawed is because it makes the goal to lose weight and to be skinny. But why is being skinny a goal in the first place? Because we've all been raised in a culture that ingrained into our brains that skinny equals healthy and attractive. It's one of our learned hierarchical beliefs. Every movie, every magazine, every TV show, fat jokes everywhere, everybody putting the fat person down. 
But the origins go even further than our modern culture. In Sabrina Sting's book, Fearing the Black Body, The Racial Origins of Fat Phobia, she talks about how in the Renaissance, full-figured fat women were considered very attractive. And then there was a huge shift with the growth of the slave trade. At that time, what type of appearance we could expect of people by different races and also what type of behaviors were being argued and discussed. In the colonies, for example, these philosophers or so-called intellectuals who were establishing these perspectives were noticing that Africans are sensuous. They love sex and they love food. And for this reason, they tend to be too fat. Europeans, they said, have rational self-control. And that is what makes them the premier race of the world. So in terms of body size, they believed they should be slender and that everyone should wash what they eat. Body weight and size became a mechanism for ensuring that we could recognize who was a slave and who was free. In the beginning, it was simply skin color. But as you might imagine, when people started mixing and looking differently, eating and body size became two of the characteristics that were being used to suggest that these people who do not deserve freedom look like that. So our fat phobia conditioning is also rooted in white supremacy. That is two very powerful oppressive forces that we have to now work to overcome. The fact that you have been struggling with your body image is not your fault. We're talking about generations and generations of this stuff being ingrained in you. We're talking generations and generations of this stuff being taught. Those thoughts you're having are not your fault. This isn't ultimately even about what weight you are. Because if you lose weight primarily because you think it will make you more worthy or better or more attractive, it will only be a temporary fix to that sense of lack. You will find another reason to call yourself unattractive or unworthy. You will find another flaw to focus on because it's not actually about how you look. What you see in the mirror is a reflection of how you feel about yourself, not the other way around. Our culture tells us that we will feel better about ourselves if we change how we look, but that isn't sustainable, right? This is a lesson that we're all needing to learn in our own way, no matter what we look like. To love who we are just how we are. It really isn't easy, whether it's about your weight or your physical ability or the color of your skin or your queerness or any part of yourself that's outside of what we've been taught as acceptable and worthy of praise. That doesn't mean we can't change things about ourselves or have goals to make healthier choices, but we have to expand our perspective on what healthy actually is. Healthy is a combination of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Your higher self loves you just how you are and also knows that you are so much more than your physical form. Beauty is letting your spirit shine through. It's allowing it to shine through. It's something that is within all of us. And that's why in a lot of ways, our culture has evolved a lot of this fat phobia 
is changing. We are seeing like models and actors with different body sizes. We are evolving to awaken and realize what beauty actually is. It's like we've been in this tunnel. We've had this tunnel vision because that's what's been engraved and little by little, it's expanding and expanding. That's why it's so important for that type of visibility. Before you make any changes to your patterns around your weight, the priority has to be nurturing your spirit. Not feeding into that learn hierarchical belief, but feeding your spirit. This is about your spiritual journey and not your physical one. The wounds that you've been carrying around, the stuff that you've heard from other people, including your family members, all of that is their own fat phobic conditioning too. They need healing, whether they realize it or not. Our culture needs healing. Our culture is not healthy. And it's so ironic that so many people are criticized for supposedly being unhealthy when it's this toxic shame and guilt and hierarchical thinking that is the sickness of the world. You don't have control over everyone's perspective. You don't have control over where they at in the stage of their own awakening. You don't have control over our culture's toxic patterns, but you do have control over how kind you are and accepting you are to yourself. You do have control over how you nurture your spirit. So as far as changes, what can you do to step up your spiritual practice? What can you do to prioritize your relationship to your higher self? Is it meditating every morning? Is it praying? Is it journaling? Is it walking in nature? Is it reading an inspirational book or a spiritual book? Is it listening to different spiritual teachings? Is it educating yourself on the history of fat phobia to help understand where those thoughts are coming from? Is it following body positive accounts to remind you that you're beautiful by seeing all of these other beautiful bodies? Is it unfollowing people on social media that trigger those thoughts? That is the healing work that is your next step, right? When you prioritize that, It transforms every aspect of your life naturally, from your relationships to your career, to your daily routines, to your choices. All of that comes out of love when you start really accepting yourself just how you are. Ugly isn't real. It isn't. And it never has been. We are divine, creative beings. So unique. Our ancestries built into our bodies. And that is just so beautiful. Tell yourself that every morning. Look in the mirror and say, you are beautiful. You have the power to awaken out of those limiting thoughts. One step at a time. So do what you need to do and enjoy yourself. Hi, Bunny. Um, (laughs) I sent in um, a voicemail but I guess it cut off, so I'm just going to send you a voice memo. Um, And I wrote this down because I've rehearsed multiple times trying to do it freestyle, but I just get derailed, so here I go. This is something that has been on my mind throughout the summer as I've been thrusted into a new experience. The theme for this question is, is it time to let go and move on? For some context, I'm an entrepreneur and I have been running my cleaning business for three years. 
While in school, I felt college wasn't the place for me. I felt my spirit telling me to leave since I became depressed because I felt school. I felt stuck while in school. I was inspired by my mom, who was a housekeeper. I used to clean houses with her growing up. And with that, I wanted to help her get away from cleaning homes by starting a business. I initially wanted my business to have purpose, meaning to transform the cleaning industry into an industry that improves the quality of life for the people and the planet. It began as an eco-friendly housekeeping business, and throughout the three years, I wanted it to become a vehicle where I could advocate for the rights for my future employees who are immigrants, whether to help them get on a path to citizenship, locate resources related to health, education, or finding another job. I saw my business as a stepping stone to help my employees to reach their dreams. At the same time, I thought that starting a business would be easy and fast money. I was wrong. Um, and while in school, I internally knew that I was seeking liberation. For me, that meant doing what I enjoyed and being able to pick my own schedule without feeling constrained and being able to travel. In order for me to do what I'm passionate about, which is the arts, I also had to sustain myself financially. I thought that being an entrepreneur was easy money. Nope. This is the hardest thing I have ever experienced. There have been multiple moments throughout this journey when I wanted to give up. Thankfully, the universe has blessed me with angels who've helped me stay on my entrepreneurial journey. These angels are my mentors, advisors, family members, and employees who have been cheering me on, pushing me to keep going. The summer has tested me mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. This is the first year that my business has hit six figures. I was blessed to have won a cleaning contract for a baseball stadium by partnering with another cleaning company. The work has been extremely intense. I have never trained or led a team of people before. The turnover rate was very high because people thought that they could handle cleaning a baseball stadium overnight, sometimes for six, seven, or even eight hours when we are short-staffed. Imagine cleaning from 9 p.m. to 5 in the morning. It's crazy. Um, and throughout the summer, my team has seen me in a bad mood many times due to the, to the stressful and tiring work, as well as the burden of employees leaving or not showing up, constantly having to hire and train new people. Overall, I'm grateful for those who have stayed the entire season, and I love them for that. Now that the season is over, I am burnt out, exhausted, drained. I've experienced two panic attacks during the baseball season. I've contemplated the idea many times to not continue the cleaning contract next year because of the stress and anxiety it's caused. After speaking with my mentor many times about the difficulties I've experienced and sharing with him that I was not interested in growing my company anymore and possibly thinking of selling the contract to another company, he's reminded me multiple times to view this, this experience from a different perspective. That first of all, I must cut my relationship with the other cleaning company. Second, that I need to take care of my spiritual and mental health by taking breaks. Third, that my anxieties and overwhelm come from a place of inexperience because, yes, I have never led a team of people before. I have never cleaned a place this immense, but we had been able to, su to successfully do it. 
no matter the amount of sleepless nights we've pulled and that from this experience I can make improvements to make the following year easier. He also points out that I am a natural leader and that he's never met a leader and that has never wanted to lead. This experience has me wanting to pursue something else, nothing related to the, to the cleaning industry, and I'm not sure what that would be. All I know is I need some time, maybe a year for me to reset. My mentor is right on many levels, but I am not motivated to do anything. I don't want to try improving the processes for next year because I am very tired. I don't want to even read the emails I've gotten. I don't even want to network or connect with people anymore. I don't even feel motivated to take care of myself now that the season has ended. In the beginning, I thought I wanted to grow my cleaning business. And now that it has, I don't want to continue with it anymore. I'm not interested in starting a contract that I have coming this month with another stadium. But I have to. I've heard this saying before that when something is depleting you, it's time to let it go. My spirit is telling me to not continue the contract next year. I'm not sure if it comes from a place of fear and overwhelm or if this is the experience I needed to move on to something else. Is it time for me to let go? I don't want my family, mentors, or employees think that I'm giving up. All I know is that the cleaning industry is something that I'm not passionate about. What I did love about the experience is that I've been able to help some of my employees by supporting them with some problems they've experienced. I love that I have confronted new challenges that have rocked my world. I know that I need to improve my communication skills and practice getting more in tune with myself to help share positive energy. There have been many days where... My family even noticed, employees noticed that I've been drained. They say that I've become too quiet. Um, and I know that I have the potential to grow my business, but I won't be happy. Um, whatever the next thing is, I've learned from this experience and I won't repeat the same, I guess, toxic habits that I've experienced from the other cleaning company, but also the toxic negative habits that have come up within myself from this, this experience to improve myself on many levels. But I don't think that would be happy staying in this industry. And so I don't really know what to do. Mm, thank you, Bunny, for listening. I appreciate it. And any type of advice will help a lot. Thank you. Hi, sweetheart. You know, your voice memo, I feel, is less of a question and more of a testimony to your higher self. You have such an amazing perspective. You are powerful, intelligent, creative, and intuitive. First of all, I think you should be really proud of yourself for what you have built. Being an entrepreneur, even attempting it, takes a lot of courage. The fact that you were able to accomplish what you did this past year is just phenomenal. I can sense you are extremely grateful to the people who have helped and supported you along the way. And I think your mentor is absolutely right. You are still learning. You are still growing. 
And people don't lead unless they are a natural leader. It makes total sense that now you are feeling burnt out and exhausted. You are overworked. And I know you said you don't even feel motivated to do self-care, but remember sometimes self-care is literally not doing anything and letting your body take a major break. What really stuck out to me about your voice memo, even more than what an incredible journey you've been on, is you saying you don't feel passionate about the cleaning business. As I'm sure you've learned, starting your own business is so challenging and so exhausting, and I think being passionate about what your business is is the only way that you can keep that work sustainable. If your heart isn't in it, then it's not going to give you that energy back. When you love doing something, it fills you with warmth and joy. That doesn't mean you won't get totally stressed at moments, but it will also inspire you to keep going. All the lessons you've learned in this process, every experience, every decision, every relationship, every conversation, every piece of advice, every employee, you can take all of that into your future endeavors no matter what that looks like, no matter what those endeavors are. This is all part of your inner journey. That's what's most important. This experience has helped you grow in many ways on the inside. You've learned that you need much more balance with rest and work. You've learned how you want to treat your employees and how much stress can affect those relationships. So rather than thinking if you sell the contract to another company as an end to this journey, it's really just a continuation of your inner journey as a creative entrepreneur, even if this iteration of the work ends. Even if you don't know right now what the journey will look like a year from now. What I do think though is that you should keep in mind before you make any big decision, it is best to get your much needed rest and recuperation. This choice on whether to keep the company or to sell the contract, it needs to come from a place inside you that is grounded in love not in fear of being judged or fear of failure. There is no failure if you learn from the choices you make. Your higher self wants you to keep growing and to keep being courageous, but sometimes the courageous decision is loving yourself enough to take care of your well-being so you can make the choices that are best for you. Ultimately, it's your life and your business, not your family's, not your mentor's, And I have no doubt that whatever you commit to, you will be successful. But your path will be much clearer to you when you take care of yourself. So I would recommend you take the next week or so to do things that make you feel good and connected to your higher self every single day. You don't have to make the decision right now. Your next step is to rest and recuperate so you can be in a place that can nurture the right decision. So get a massage, read, take naps, watch your favorite movie, take a bubble bath, meditate, draw, relax. 
let yourself really take a break and really unwind. Then you can move forward. Only you can know what type of work will serve your highest creative potential. Only you know what brings you joy and fulfillment. So trust yourself because there's nothing holding you back. Hi, Bunny. I just called and left a short message, but um, I hung up because I was like, oh, I don't know how to say what I want to say, but I guess it's silly. Um, I'm just calling because so I have um, I have insomnia, and so there will often be times throughout um, throughout the week where, like for example, last night I didn't fall asleep. I got maybe one or two hours of sleep but there's also nights where I just don't fall asleep at all and when that happens I just have like an especially hard time connecting with my higher self the next day and staying grounded and I don't know I just feel um like I can be more in like autopilot mode um can be more reactive um and I've been making a conscious effort not to be, you know, I wake up and I meditate and I journal and I think about, like, how grateful I am and, you know, how much I have to learn um, with each every with each, each and every opportunity that comes that day. And so that grounds me in things like, you know, petting my cat or meditating or talking with my partner and things like that. Um but when it happens several days in a row, um, you know, I just feel exhausted. Um, and I don't know, it can be especially difficult. And I've been trying to work on this with a therapist, but I was having some issues finding one for the past year. But I finally found one that I think will, that accepts my insurance and, you know, um, and so that's such a privilege. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, um, and hopefully that they can help me get some, you know, real coping mechanisms. But, yeah, I guess if you just have any advice on ways to stay grounded um, and, you know, calm the mind, the reason I have such hard sleep problems is because I just have a lot of racing thoughts and anxieties and ruminating thoughts right when I go to bed that I just can't seem to shut off and just all of these it's just like even I feel like even when you know I ground myself and do these things and feel grounded throughout the day my ego just gets super activated just telling me all these horrible stories about myself and what all these other people must think of me and things that just really don't align with my higher self or what I um you know have learned and grown and realized is not necessarily true. Um, and even if it is, you know, I can't control what others are. Hi, babe. Your voicemail got cut off in the end, but I think I got the gist of your question. Your higher self is the perspective of love and compassion. And that means compassion for how you are struggling as well. That means compassion if you're tired, exhausted, anxious, sad, in a bad mood. Your higher self doesn't judge you, doesn't need you to be perfect. Your higher self understands 
that this path isn't easy. I'm really happy that you're going to work with a new therapist on your insomnia, and I'm sure that therapist will give you really helpful techniques. I'm really happy about that. And it's amazing that you prioritize yourself enough to seek out that support. What your higher self can help you with is simply being compassionate about that process, right? A lot of times when we are struggling and anxious, we judge that anxiety. We judge that struggle. Like there's something wrong with us. Like what we're going through means we're flawed. So then we're laying in bed anxious that we're anxious. And it only adds another layer of anxiety that is harder to let go of. Well, what if when you noticed yourself going to that place internally, you said to yourself, I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. I am safe. All these thoughts are temporary. Ask yourself in those moments what your higher self would say, right? When you're laying in bed and you can't sleep, think about what your higher self would tell you. What love and tenderness and acceptance would tell you. Have a go-to affirmation that rings true to you. One that comes from compassion, not judgment or force to be anything different than where you are in your journey. Surrender to the power of your higher self by fully accepting you and letting yourself off the hook. You're doing everything right. You're getting support and you will move forward with your healing. You already have a strong practice. You're incredibly self-aware and you care a lot about how you make people feel. You're amazing, sweetheart. And this challenge is not going to limit you and it doesn't define you. In fact, it's paved the way for you to see a therapist, which will help with lots of things you want to work on, not just your insomnia. The techniques you will learn to help quiet your mind is going to benefit you not just for sleep, but also to be more present in all of your daytime. I know you're going to do great, babe. You got this. And now it's time for a listener response message. Hi, Bunny. I'm, first of all, just so, so thankful that you have created this absolutely amazing network of self-healing and joy and love. And I'm just calling to say that I broke up with somebody that I loved. Um, We just had a really amazing last chat in a park that we would frequent. And I just wanted to thank you for empowering me during this time to greet this person with love and to end this partnership with the most respect that I don't, I don't think I would have been able to do this um, with such grace and with such, um, such love for the person, but also so much love for myself, which is why it's so hard and which is why I'm crying, which is why I needed to record it fresh because it's so real what you've done for a lot of people. And this is one of the first times that I've ever, that I've ever looked at myself and self-reflected and 
really forgiven myself and really forgiven this person for just being ourselves. And it didn't work out and it was beautiful. And in a way I'm recording this because I hope that, I hope that it resonates with other people who may be kind of in a threshold, like an in-between space of like feeling so free and yet mourning the love and the loss of, you know, the, just the disconnection from this person um, that's been in my life for so long. And it was just such a healthy breakup. And I just wanted to thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who submits questions and who calls in and who's allowed me um, to greet this person with as much of my higher self as possible. I'm crying right now, but I really do feel so thankful. And honestly, I just... I just feel so thankful, so thank you. Love you. Okay, I'm crying now. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Thank you so much for that message. I am so unbelievably proud of you and how much you let love be your guide in the ending of your relationship. It's such a beautiful thing to witness. And it takes a lot of inner reflection and accountability and, and love. It's, it's really just being in the awareness of love. And that is the power of our higher selves. You know, when we're in that state of awareness, we can see the higher self in, in other people, including the people that we're vulnerable to. And in those moments when you channel into that love, you realize that nothing has the power to take you down and and we're all just people on a journey doing our best and that's the vision of compassion and that's the vision of love and and taking that to our relationships not just when things are going great but even when things are ending is so empowering so thank you for being such a beautiful example of that it's really inspiring and thank you for sending in this message i love you too well, okay, y'all, that wraps up this episode. It was such a deep, empowering one. Thank you so much to everyone who's sent in your questions and been so honest and vulnerable. And it's just really, really, I just feel really, really so blessed. Um, remember that no matter what, no matter what's happening out in the world, you are loved deeply, deeply. And you're so important. You're so important. So whatever you can do to help remind yourself of that, whatever affirmations, whatever practices, whatever things that work for you, really investigate what that is. Really experiment with your rituals. Really get invested with that part of yourself, that relationship. I know it can be kind of daunting at first if that's something that's new to you, but the more you explore, the more you realize how good it feels to put that part of yourself first. All right? Okay. It's going to be a good week, y'all. Take care of yourself. I love you and so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 